Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus. The Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the Talking Single Podcast, a podcast featuring four strong, single and successful women raised in Lagos, now living in London. Each week, we share our stories and experiences about being women, navigating life, love and everything in between. We address stereotypes, misconceptions and even bust some myths about singlehood. Oh, and we do all that with a good dose of humour and a whole lot of style. I'm Rebe, the cautious romantic. And I'll be this week's host. Joining me are the other talking single ladies. Rashida, she's single, ready to mingle. Her heart is newly reopened for love. Keisha, the consciously uncoupled, unromantic, wondering what the fuss is all about. And Crystal, the recovering love addict, now happily single. Our podcast is called Talking Single simply because it's what we do and who we are. Enjoy. Hey everyone, I'm Rebe, hosting today's episode of the Talking Single podcast. With me as usual are my girls, Keisha, Rashida and Crystal. How are you ladies doing? All good, all good. Hello, hello, hello. Nice. Today, we'll be talking about the most elusive and mythical being in the eyes of many single women, the alleged Mr. Right. There are hundreds of thousands of books, articles, blogs, even businesses have been created all in the search of helping one find Mr. Right. As an experiment, I did a Google search on how to find Mr. Right. Can you guess how many responses Google came back with? Over 2.5 billion results. 2.5 billion results. Compare that to a search on how to practice self-love with 25.8 million results. So we're saying 2.5 billion versus 25.8 million. Mm. I find that very revealing. Don't you ladies? Yeah. Yeah. People are like, forget self-love. I'm looking for Mr. Right. I need to, I need to. I need to become Mrs. Somebody or Mrs. Yeah. It's like, it's like, forget self-love, Mr. Right or die. You yep. know? Find Mr. Right or die trying. Oh, <laughs> gosh. <laughs> I, think that, I think there's a book. <laughs> there must be. There Do must you know, be. actually, there's a film called Finding Mr. Right, part one and part two. It, it oh. is there. Anyway, for today, we will be talking about the search for that also elusive Mr. Right. Should we search? Should we just let it be? Is there even such a thing as a Mr. Right? Or are there alternatives? Maybe our expectations are too high or unrealistic. Maybe Mr. Okay, Mr. Give it to me good will do just fine. (laughs) Give it to me right now. There's so much to cover, ladies. So let's do this. I think there's Mr. Wright, actually. And has a name, for me anyway. His name is Idris Elba. (laughs) (laughs) Something. (laughs) I think so, but anyway. That's either neither here nor there. 
we'll, we'll, we'll note that down, Rashida. Um, <laughs> ever since I can remember, the idea of finding Mr. Right has always been around in movies and novels with friends and family. When you get to a certain age as a single woman, suddenly the advice you get shifts from, you know, get a good job or, you know, pray more or, you know, be a good daughter to this obsession of how to find Mr. Right. I think it starts very subtly, how to dress better or how to do your hair differently. And then before you know it, you get introduced to that auntie who has a son or to that distant uncle whose younger cousin just came back from who knows where. Mm. Oh, you must meet this person. He's perfect for you. I'm sure we've all had these experiences of family members or friends advising on how to find Mr. Right or even trying to introduce you to Mr. Right. So let's talk about it. Uh, Rashid, I'm going to start with you. I know this has definitely happened to you. Please share, share, share some experiences with us. <laughs> on find people introducing, I mean, I'd, I mean, generally... Well, one of the times that it happened is I was just sitting on my flat, minding my business. And my mom's friend, I really loved the woman when we were kids. I hadn't heard from her in 10 years. So she calls me and I was like, auntie, I'm so happy to hear from you. I can't believe you called me. It's so nice that we're reconnecting. I will definitely keep in touch. I'll call you often. And we get, I get off the phone with a happy feeling. Mm-hmm. The next day, she sends me a WhatsApp message again. I was like, oh my God, I love this auntie. And after about a week, she was then like, actually, by the way, I've given my nephew your number. He lives in London. He will call you. And I'm like, aha, that's why the auntie called me to kind of just feel around to see if I mentioned any man or any boys. And since I didn't, she just gave her nephew my number. So the nephew called me. He seemed like an okay guy, but I think he lost me when he was like, oh, I'm coming to your house tomorrow, which I did invite him to. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, I'm coming to your house tomorrow. I'm like, no, I don't think so. As in, why would you do that? He's like, well, and I haven't really eaten Nigerian food in a while. So it would be nice if you made pounded yam and efori what? What? <laughs> yeah. what? And I was just like, you know, I can't deal with this mess. Honestly, I felt like falling on the floor. Of the, I was in the bus. I wanted to fall on the floor in the bus and just roll on the floor that what has my life come to, for God's sake? What He's looking for a maid or a chief cook or I don't get it. But I think it's a Nigerian thing where they just assume if a girl is dating, if you're dating a girl, she would cook for you and or she would want to cook for you. On the first date without everyone speaking to the person. That's no, he was like. trying to find out whether she was his Madame Rights or okay, something. Well. That's, that's what he was trying to do. So, yeah. you know, Rashida, I you guess- missed... You see what you did there? No, right? No, 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 no. You had a blessing in disguise. <laughs> I agree. Because anybody, anybody that decides to date me because I cook, the person would die of hunger. <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally, I cook, but not like you wake up one day and make blah blah wow. ten different dishes. No, I make do the barest minimum to survive, Fair and enough. I'm not ashamed of that. <laughs> Fair enough, Crystal. <laughs> let me come to you. What advice would have you been given on finding Mr. Right? Apparently, I'm too picky. Oh, wow. Apparently, I'm always going after uh, tall, hot guys. I can't uh-huh. help it if hot guys are attracted to me <laughs> <laughs> and beardy guys, but I can't help it if they're attracted to me. So oh, wow. there was a time when 
like a lot of family members were like, you're too picky. You don't need to be picky. And my mom was like, yeah, people are saying you're picky. Don't be picky. And I'm like, but should I just marry anybody or be with anybody? No, yeah. I have to, they have to meet my standards. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So my translation of what they're telling you to do, um, Crystal, is just as you are, please step out on the side of the road and just stand there. Any man that passes, just please ask them if they're single or married and tell them you're the one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, what, that's the translation of what that means. They don't care whether you're happy or not. They literally no, want you no. to go and pick a man off the street. Yeah, Mr. Exactly. Anybody. Totally. Yeah, Mr. Anybody, right? <laughs> yep, Mr. Totally. Anybody. <laughs> And you'll, and, and you'll find that sometimes people will be like, I know a guy who's single and it's not even like, oh, do you like the same thing? Uh, do, you, do you, are you compatible? It's just like that guy's single, you're single, bam, you're going to get together. And it's like, hell no, he doesn't even fit any of the, bo- uh, into any of the boxes. So wow. no, Interesting. Yeah, that, that makes me picky. So probably why I'm single. According to them, anyway. You're so picky and so choosy. Yeah. How dare you have standards? Oh, yeah. You know? That's why I'm single, man. (laughs) So, Keisha, you know, as a a self confessed stone colder, how have you handled the situation? As a self confessed um, stone cold, I'll say, I'll answer the specific question. How have they, how have I handled it? I've handled it by saying, Bring whoever you want to bring, and I will make my own judgment on a case-by-case basis, which is Uh what I do. I also am very categorical about, I'm not obligated to give you any information, um, and I do not also want you to give the person any information about me. They should also come with a blank canvas, and we take it from there. After all, we're all adults. It costs me nothing. It adds entertainment to my day, and it's actually nice to chat with people. You never know what they might come out with. I treat it as a social experiment. Has any of those social experiments led anywhere? Absolutely not. I don't think any of these um, parent, auntie, family member who cops lead anywhere. But then again, you I mean, so? I, I'm happy to be wrong. I don't think so. Personally, yeah. I don't know. Keisha, I'd like to. I'll say. I'd like to say that your approach is really, really brave. For someone like me, I feel like I'm fed up with. Oh yeah, this is my cousin. Meet him. His name is blah blah blah. For me, is you go and do the math first. You do the screening first. If you think after screening him, you think he's still good for Rashida, then bring him to me. I cannot be wait. I cannot waste my time talking with a blank canvas and nah. I definitely What's your name? What's your best to. food? Who's your best friend? I can't no, no. do it. I definitely don't want anybody doing any screening for me. You don't know. There's no way another person will know what I want. So I, I prefer, and, and, and to be fair, we're all conversationalists. You, you can talk to people for a couple of hours and suss them out then you know in another couple of hours find out what they're about it's not really something that's difficult and then you, you know you get to talk to people and learn about different people at the same time everyone's so different and unique so i think mm-hmm. it's just a social experiment i'm just looking at the expression on rashida's face she's not convinced but we're gonna move on we're gonna move on i'm still not convinced <laughs> We're going to move on anyway. Let's talk about the idea of Mr. Wright itself. Uh, and I'm going to start with Crystal here. So as a recovering love addict, did you ever believe in Mr. Wright? And how have your views changed? Um, I wouldn't say I believed in Mr. Wright necessarily. I just 
I just wanted to feel the butterflies and the mm. adrenaline and the, and if anyone made me feel that, I guess they were Mr. Right at that moment and I would chase them. But um, now that I am no longer a love addict, I, I definitely don't believe in Mr. Right. Um, I just believe that, you know, you meet people and if, if you get on, then that's it. But I don't have, I don't necessarily, I mean, I do have things that I would say, okay, this is my person, but I don't necessarily have a million boxes you have to tick. Mm. to be to be that person i would say yeah keisha what about you what are your thoughts on the idea of mr right so i i I don't know if i missed pop culture or what mr right is about but let me just first say what i think mr right's about i think a mr right is somebody that fits into your world you fit into theirs and somebody you're happy to be in a relationship with so if that's the case I like the idea of finding a Mr. Right, because that just means you find what, what, how do they say, your other half or your partner. I just don't agree with the, the um, making it into some kind of life goal. The concept of it itself is, Mm. I think it's absolutely lovely. If you do find somebody like that for yourself, I mean, come on, it can only make your life um, a bit better, especially if you have the same goals, but if you don't, you should also be able to make your own life better on your own. So that's my take on it. That's pretty cool. So Rashid, I'm going to come to you. As someone looking for love, would you say that you are searching for Mr. Right or something else? Um, I can't, I won't say I'm searching for Mr. Right. I'm looking for somebody, but I, w- I don't think I'd call it Mr. Right. Because I think the idea of Mr. Right or my own personal idea of or what I thought Mr. Wright was in my 20s is an unrealistic um, goal where you're looking for somebody that's your master, your lover, your king, your boyfriend, your baby daddy, your purse, and all of those things. Uh, That was what I thought Mr. Wright was in my 20s. And as we all know, one person cannot have all of those, cannot wear all of those hats. It's It's too big a responsibility for anybody to fulfill. Mm. So right now, I'm just looking for someone who I connect with emotionally, spiritually, physically, and we have common goals. Nice. Nice. It sounds like you've been on, on a journey there, but just thinking about the point of expectations, do you think that as women broadly, now maybe not ourselves individually, but it could also be, do you think that we, we may even have unrealistic expectations towards a guy being our Mr. Right. What do you ladies think about that? Definitely. I think so. And a lot of it, I think maybe just me is perpetrated by other women. Because Uh. for one example is on Instagram, if it's somebody's husband or boyfriend's birthday, it's nice that you love this person with every fiber of your being, but they write these um, adjectives like my king, my master, mm, my lover, yeah, my yeah, chief, yeah, yeah. my baby daddy. And by the time you look at it, you're like, one, this guy ain't all that, but okay. If that's, if that's what you think, good for you. But when you look at all those adjectives and you stop and think about it properly, 
one person cannot and should not be all of these things to you. Yeah. It's a big responsibility that even if the person tried to do it, the, the person's back will break because yeah. you are constantly, constantly juggling so many hats. So it's okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and all these social media relationships are, you know, everyone puts a, puts a happy face on on social media, True. and they're just not realistic. And then three days later, you find out that this this person who just said my king, my everything, they just broke up. Mm. So anything from social media, anyone who needs to profess their love on social media, that's a bit weird to me. But topic for another day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think them professing it. They, they, yeah, you're right. They feel the need to profess it on social media is suspect. What? Wow, suspect. <laughs> suspect <laughs> behavior. <laughs> well, yeah, actually, but, you know, I agree with you. To, go on, Keisha. Go on. But I have to say, I like this idea of Mr. Real. Like, maybe that adjective like has a lot of very positive conf- um, um, affirmations for me, Mr. Uh. Real. Like. Mm, keeping it real. I like it. I like it. The realistic expectations, as in. Yeah, yeah. Because the thing is, if you want a Mr. Right that makes um six figures, by all means, my lovely sister, you must be making six figures or almost that. If you're asking for something in your Mr. Right, you have to. I feel like you have to be bringing that same thing or almost the same thing, or even better to the relationship. Yeah. You can be a shelf stacker tesco and you're then trying to chase an md in an investment bank haven't you seen made in manhattan excuse i was me. about to say <laughs> <laughs> don't be ruining people's fairy tales here it wasn't that the point but that's exactly the point you know we talked about social media and people posting because sometimes i feel like I have a friend who on his uh, wife's birthday posts all these wonderful things about her and then she does the same for him. And when you look at it on the face of it, you're like, ooh, these guys have the ideal, perfect relationship. And maybe some people might think, oh, that's what I should be looking for. And then they beat themselves up trying to find somebody that will live up to this kind of social media list. Meanwhile, they don't know that behind the scenes, this couple beat themselves up every Sunday. You know, they don't know. Because what they see is what is on social, yeah. on social media. And it just creates this, especially for single women, when you see these things, you kind of say to yourself, there, there is a high potential you say to yourself, oh, that's what I should be looking for. This person has this. That's what I should, let me add that to my list. Subconsciously, we, we end up doing that. And as, as you know, Kisha said, rather than Mr. Right, where the idea is that he's going to make everything right, like who can live up with that? Maybe it's better to go for someone that is, real you know a real person mm. with real flaws and real ups and downs instead because mm. mm. flaws yeah. can be fun yeah can be fun. not really though yes they are it depends on what the flaws are very true exactly very true mm. okay so as single women so we've talked a lot about mr real um does he exist and all of that so let's talk a little bit about how the search for mr real happens so my question is this, do we really need to search tirelessly for Mr. Right or whatever our alternative is, Mr. Real or whatever? Can following some 10-step rule result in finding the one? Rashida, what do you think? 
Yeah, I mean, Hollywood tells us all the time, you just follow rules and run on the street and you trip and the cute guy will just catch you. So yes, I think we can follow the... Okay, no, actually. Okay, seriously now. No, I don't think there's any... There's a silver bullet for finding Mr. Right. Because if there was, every woman would be married now because somebody would have clocked it hundreds of years ago and they would just perfect it, put it in a box and just share it out to all women. Where different individuals with different human beings with ever-changing needs and behaviors and all circumstances so i don't think there's any rule or any set of rules that will help us find mr right i just think you focus on yourself be the best version of yourself and then you'd be opening up your space to have positive relationships from what I remember or I know and I've seen with friends is if you're not the best version of yourself, you would, be, you would be less likely to be able to filter out toxic men from your life. Uh, if you're in a terrible true. place and a waste her time 20 and 20 man comes, you'd just be, for instance, certainly for me, I'd just been grateful for that attention and the attention just got into my head. Whereas if I was in a better space... I would have been able to say, actually, this attention is nice, but beyond the attention, the guy has nothing to offer me. So mm. therefore, cancel and move on. Mm. Mm. Nicely, nicely said. Crystal, mm. you know, what, what is your self-love alternative if searching tirelessly isn't the answer? Um, can I just answer the 10-step uh, sure, uh, sure. first? Because I have honestly bought all the books there are, done all the courses, and I tell you, I'm still single, and I did this ages ago. Mm. They don't work. Those things don't work. But um, one uh, love guru, in quotes, that I do really respect and like is Matthew Hussey. And going to the self-love alternative, he really, really owns in on that. You have to love yourself first because when you love yourself, you teach other people how to love you. Uh, and if, and as um, Rashida said, if you're not in a good place, you will attract toxic people and you won't be able to filter them out. But when uh, you know how to love yourself, even when those toxic people come, you'll be like, nope, this isn't the right person. This person is not loving me the way I know how to be loved. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, the self-love, what is the self-love alternative is the answer. I guess it's just loving yourself. Yeah. Treating yourself the way you would want a partner to treat you. Cool. So can there be a balance though? Because it, mm -hmm. it can't be two extremes of I'm always searching and I'm always practicing self-love. Keisha, do you think there can be a balance between the two, living your life while searching? I think there must be a balance. I don't even mm. think it's an optional thing. Mm. I think that if you're going to look for um, a partner, that should be done organically. I don't, I'm, I'm not really into all these sort of ways of going to bars and restaurants and sort of, you know, all that kind of thing. I think the best way to meet people um is also the best way to meet a partner picking up new interests things that you like to do being more outgoing going out more in general 
because I think it's very easy. I mean, the same way we all became friends, you organically meet people and what you tend to do is you keep the people around you that you like. And I don't see why you can't do that with a partner. I think probably the, the most successful way of trying to search for Mr. Right or Mr. Real is while living your own life because uh-huh. ultimately they need to fit into your own life. So it should be while living your own life. That's, that's my take on it. Yeah. Love it. Love it. I mean, when I reflect on the advice I got when I was dating, especially in my late twenties and early thirties, it was all about why haven't you got, found a guy, what you're doing wrong, or oh, you're too opinionated, you're too strong minded, let the guy be the guy. And it was never about how to enjoy every second of the single life that you have at the moment. Instead, it was trying to find the one as if this mythical being will give you everything in life that's, and complete you wholeheartedly. And even though I say, oh, I'm a cautious, optimistic romantic, I believe in love, but I don't believe in searching obsessively. I, I don't actually think it's healthy at all. And it is really about finding the balance. But speaking about searching, I mentioned before that Google came up with, I think, 2.5 billion results on how to find Mr. Right. Now, what was quite interesting is top of the pack were those results like the 10 steps to finding Mr. Right, the five things you have been doing wrong to find Mr. Right. So I thought it'd be really interesting if we looked at one of these and had a read through this this list. Mm -hmm. So there's a a popular blogging site that has come up with some ways to find Mr. Right. I'm going to read you the list. And then you ladies can tell me whether you agree or not. Before you do that, I have a question. Does mm. this mean after you read this list, I'm going to find a way to meet my Mr. Right? Okay, that's a very important question. And I will respond with a <laughs> you don't disclaimer. Have to now. I don't want you giving an answer then. I'm just going to give a disclaimer. I'm not giving an answer. This is the popular blogging site's list of ways to find Mr. Right. It is not Ruby's path to success so let's go through the list and we take it from there we want guarantees damn it exactly. oh my money back so the first one the first one is visit target rich environments so after you've done some soul searching to figure out what kind of guy you're looking for think about where this type of guy would hang out that's now a target rich environment for you so it's where you need to be. Do we agree or disagree? I agree because it's, all, it's also what Keisha was saying. Mm. Like you, you meet people when you're doing things you love. That's where you meet people. And that's when you're, at the, be- you're the best of yourself. So mm. that's a really good place yeah. to meet people. That's exactly. But my question is, if somewhere at the back of your mind, you're always searching and wanting to search, when you go to these target-rich places, for instance, if you like hiking, doesn't that, don't you guys feel like at every point, you're putting your best foot forward? Our biggest storage event just got stronger. The Store More Save More event going on now at the Home Depot. Get the exclusive 77-inch Husky welded I-beam steel shelving for just 179 bucks. It now holds up to 10,000 pounds. Plus, it's the only steel shelving with a full lifetime warranty. Find more Husky steel shelving online at homedepot.com. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Limited time only. Event and dates vary by store. Claim based on 2,500 pounds per shelf when evenly distributed. See store for details. 
and you're just constantly thinking, oh, I made eye contact with that cute guy. Maybe he could be the one. Maybe he so, could be the one. So, so no. let me just say that, remember, I think both um, Kristen and I agree on this. You need to be doing things for yourself, not for yeah. one future imaginary invisible man that has not mm. yet happened. You are going on this, this target-rich environment in order to enjoy yourself. And exactly. you're talking to people. You're interacting in your best space being mm -hmm. your best um, self in the space you enjoy. So automatically you will be meeting people who are girls and boys. We need to be very clear. Not every guy you meet is a potential husband or a potential partner. He's just Please a guy. Please show that louder for the aunties. <laughs> <They don't... laughs> Not every they guy don't... you meet is a potential husband or partner. He's just a guy in the same space as you also trying to enjoy himself. You know, exactly. if, the, if the guy is also interested, he might ask for your number after or even in the based on the environment, he might want when next are you coming? Let's do it again. Or even by going there on a consistent basis, people get to know you become part of a community. People be like, oh, yeah, have you met this person or this person? It's very organic. And, you know, I, I totally agree mm. with that visiting environment that you also like. Exactly. Yeah. You said it really well, Keisha, because um, I think Matthew Hussey, I always mention Matthew Hussey, mm -hmm. my favorite love guru. He said that you go to these places to enjoy yourself and it might just be a, a, a place full of women. There might be no men there, but those women have brothers, they have cousins. The more they, the more they get to know you, they could be like, oh, you know, oh, I think you'd be a good fit for my brother. Oh, I have a friend who's single and that's how it happens it's not i'm going there so i can meet a man no that's not the yeah. idea so the moral of the story is if you don't like heights don't go hiking <laughs> believe yeah. it don't go <laughs> rock climbing sorry oh, don't God. go rock climbing and and say because i want to find it's a target rich environment for a guy i'm gonna go rock climbing you're just mm -hmm. gonna embarrass yourself exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. or kill yourself or kill yourself <laughs> Um, the second one is, okay, we agree with that one, right? But we've said it's got to be an environment that you would also enjoy. Yeah. The second one is get out of your comfort zone. Vary the places you go to meet men so you can see new faces. By now, you should realize that your ordinary hangout isn't the place to meet extraordinary men. What do we think? What have we just been saying? We've just been saying exactly do not do that. Go to places you enjoy being, not go to places you don't enjoy being just so you can meet a man. What? <laughs> well, no, what that I think that is, is, is I feel like is open yourself up to new ex to the possibility of new experiences or new places. So if you only go to one bar all the time, if someone else suggests, okay, how about we go to this restaurant or we go to this nightclub? It's okay sometimes go out of your comfort zone while still enjoying yourself and do things you don't you don't normally do. It might just be a way to find something new that you love and then you meet Idris Elba while you're hiking. <laughs> but this says get get out of your comfort zone, vary the places you go to meet men. Mm -mm. I'm not going there to meet men. I'm going there to make friends, see new places. Why would I do that in somewhere that it's not in my comfort zone? So if they remove the men, the men bit, would you agree with that? I don't think I'd go somewhere to have fun that's not in my comfort zone. Unless maybe I'm not understanding what comfort zone is. I'll probably... It's, I only it's go like saying do something different. 
do something new, a new experience. Yeah, you I do, do a that. new experience. Yeah, I do that actually. I do. So, but, but I, I, to me, that's going to have fun. So maybe it's just well, that's your perspective. I think. Yeah. I I think the, the the way I interpret comfort zone is that if I typically just go to the library because I like to read and I'm I'm interested and I like to read about art, maybe stepping out of my comfort zone could be going to an art exhibition instead. Um, okay. So it's doing something different that I probably will enjoy because it's an area that I like, but it's something different that I haven't explored before. Okay. So that's, the, that's probably the way I read it. But again, it's different strokes for different folks. The third yeah. one. I, and I guess for me, I'm always doing weird shit anyway. So maybe it just doesn't apply. Yeah. So the third one is mix up the people you go out with. Don't always hang out with a pack of girlfriends, but for safety reasons, never go out alone either. Guys are less likely to come up if they feel they've got an audience. They don't want to be rejected in front of four or five starving, staring women. <laughs> starving, I, starving and staring women. <laughs> I, I totally agree with this. Mm. Which one, <laughs> the staring or the starving? <laughs> both. <laughs> um, no, I agree with that um, mm. statement because sometimes you go out with your friends who are not single they're not, they're not necessarily on the hunt. So they weigh you down. Mm. They're just like, oh, we just want to sit in this corner. We don't want to buy, we don't want to drink. We don't want to dance, but you can enjoy their company. But then maybe on another day, you want to go out with your single friend and you can both be looking for guys. Well, not necessarily looking, but out, you know, being more out there and dancing and having fun. So I, that's why I agree with this. You should definitely mix up your group because some people like different things and some people behave differently in certain situations. Yeah. Rashida, what do you think? Um, yeah, yeah. It says um, always hang out. Don't always hang out with the same group, group of girlfriends. But sometimes, I guess... For me, I like hanging out with a certain group of people because that's when I have the most fun. That is when I'm able to, quote unquote, be the best version of myself in this social environment. But if it's people I'm less friendly with or we, we vibe in a less, it then becomes one trying to have fun, trying to vibe with these people and also being open to conversations with people outside the group have come in with so it just becomes a stressful situation for me my okay. best version is with my home girls where i know we all get on anyway then i'm able to relax have fun and then talk to people so keisha what about you what do you think i do not agree with this what do you mean don't hang out with a pack of girlfriends? I'm going out to have fun. If you have the right girlfriends, your girlfriends will be wing woman. And know that if you're interested in being with someone, you know, they will tell you the coral to go to in the club. They'll help you scope out the area. You know, your wing women will just help you like maybe vanish to another side of the room so you can have your five minutes of fun and then, you know, see if any numbers are exchanged. And then you go back to having your interesting uh night out with your girlfriend you're not exactly gonna leave with the guy that evening so well i don't know but <laughs> but yeah i i i think i i think it's and sometimes the guys themselves you know might choose to man up and just meet at the bar get a few drinks and don't mind being stared at it might be a confidence boost. you don't know so i don't think that's good advice at all 
No, I think if there are 10 girls, there's no guy. No guy's going to walk up to one of those girls. And, if, and they say if a guy does that, know that he's a player. Oh. There's no way a guy would just go in I'm and not, 10 but girls he, in a group and going to... But he's not going to walk up to the 10 girls. That's the whole point. If you've got good girlfriends, they might send you off to the bar in a different part of the bar to get a drink. And then, you know, you can bump into the guy on your way or just have a chat with him solo. The, the, the girls don't need to be right around there when you're talking to him. That's the whole point. No, yeah, but, but how, many, are, how many girls actually really, really, really bring wing, wing woman? There are only a few of my friends that I know have wing woman. I am your wing and, woman, darling. I'm and those wing women <laughs> are not even... Uh, but the, but I think the point is here that it's not saying don't hang out with your girlfriends. Of course you should. It's saying yeah, mix yeah, things yeah. up. It's saying don't mm. always do that. I do agree, though, that... Um, you, you do want to mix things up. I would agree with that because I think that even when you, I think fundamentally we've all agreed that everything you do, you should always have fun. But at the same time, you want to mix it up because you want to create opportunities, right? So why not have fewer girls? Because you don't even know what guy is looking at you. You don't even know if there's a particular person that wants to come up to you, but because he's seen you with seven friends or whatever, decides not to. We don't know. But the, the point here is mix things up. Don't always do the same thing and expect something different to happen to you. Okay, let's move on. The fourth one is have a strategy for meeting men at these new places. Be prepared. Being prepared will ensure that you are not flustered when you see a man you want uh, approaching you. If you want to, if you know what to reveal about yourself or how to start the conversation, you will come across as confident and self-assured. So the point here is be prepared. Yeah. So you meet the guy, you'll be like, hi, are you single? So you know whether you're <laughs> going to invest any more time in speaking. <laughs> I'm joking, obviously. But do we agree or not? I don't like the idea of having a strategy, but... Mm. Yeah, I, no. don't, I don't agree, but then again, as you can see already, I'm not agreeing with most of these anyway. So, I, I, I mean, why? Maybe, maybe not a strategy per se, but it's having an idea of because sometimes when you, I don't know about you, actually, it's a question for you, ladies. Sometimes when you meet someone, as soon as the person says hello, my name is X Y Z, you know, cancelled. So you have, True. as in, I think it's good to. Maybe what they're trying to say is it's good to kind of think about what you're looking for. If you meet a man, what are the kind of deal breakers that you just be like, oh, okay, no, nah. like I'm not even going to bother swapping numbers or talking to this person beyond hello, how are you kind of thing. Because there are some people you can suss out from the get-go. Can you no? meet the guy without a strategy and have a chat and keep it moving maybe believe in the universe that you'll meet up later i don't never know. don't have time <laughs> for that nonsense <laughs> okay we, we will agree to disagree we have mixed response on this one but probably yeah. not okay so the next one is be prepared with your opening questions okay. usually the hardest part of meeting someone new is getting the conversation rolling one of the most important things um the blogger is saying i can tell you is that People truly love to be the focus of attention. Come up with five to 10 questions to ask a man. 
give him the attention he wants. It's important to listen to the answers when he's talking and ask follow-up questions. What do we think? That sounds arduous to me. Like, yeah. um, if it's, it's not a date, yeah, if she just is, uh, yeah, no. I, no. I, I totally 100% disagree with this. It feels it like just too sounds much like work. hard work. Yeah. What yeah. about me? Ask me some questions. Get to know me. <laughs> me, yeah. me, 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 me. <laughs> to, to some extent, I think that if you are someone that is very shy and nervous, it does make sense, it, depending on your personality, if you're a very strong introvert, to have something in the back of your mind. I, I get that, but I'm not, but, you know, 12 quest, 20 questions, that feels like a lot of work, though. <laughs> You know? I know. What's your name? Who's your best friend? What's your best food? Where do you work? Do you have siblings? Do you yeah. like horror movies? <laughs> okay. <That's> already. <laughs> and if you're genuinely interested in someone, you will ask the right questions. That's you right. know, you don't yeah. need to then go and revise the ten questions you're going to ask. It's just, it, it's not organic. It just sounds weird. Just sounds a lot, like a lot. Okay, yeah, a lot yeah, of work. Another one. Uh, it, this is an interesting one. Know your soundbite. Create a soundbite. An exciting description of yourself focusing on your strongest attributes <laughs> using 20 words or less. Compared with a list of four or five things that you think people should know about you. Krista, why are you laughing now? This is what the blogger said. Uh, 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 am I going for an interview? Should I, should I be telling you what my, what my five-year plan is? Where I think I'll be in five years? Too much. Where, which savings account you put your money in? This what is a lot, the even for me. Like, this is a, I can't even explain this one. Like, this feels wait. like a lot of work. But wait, actually. This might not necessarily mean when you first meet the guy. It's maybe when you're trying to get to know him. Because... I'm, I think I'm being controversial here, as in it might be after five dates or six dates. So there's some five things that for you might be a non, might be five non-negotiable things about you so that the person knows upfront whether they can, act, they can live with these things. So it's, yeah, and I only say this, whole... because, yeah, Sorry. I only say this because at some point, I had a therapist and one of the things we used to, I, I was griping about was my aunties and my parents and my everyone just trying to butt into my love life. And he was like, you know what? If you sit down and think about what you want in a partner or what you're bringing, what things about yourself that are non-negotiable, things that you can, if the person that you're open to, negotiating about and things that you're like never ever ever i'm not accepting this i'm never changing this so if you kind of think of all of those things then it might help you know yourself better love yourself more and then be able to kind of tailor your conversations with the man and if he's mr right you're looking for then you might be able to it might lead you on your path to mr right but this sounds like an interview and you have to be careful not to then go to a guy and be like, so let me tell you all the exciting things about myself. It, that's the, and that's the way this sounds. It's like, yes, yeah, so I'm going to tell you the exciting things, the exciting things about myself. And these are the five things I think are great about me. It just doesn't, it doesn't sound like a date. It sounds like, or getting to know someone, it sounds like an interview. And that's what 
I mean what by if you I really don't just agree love yourself this? and you think you're amazing and everybody needs to know these amazing things about you? Maybe well, if someone like, came to me with this is the exciting thing about me, 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 I'll be like, You're a weirdo. So that's a narcissist. <laughs> You're a weirdo, dude. Okay. <laughs> so I don't think Rashida, you won that round. We move on. <laughs> So the last one is... Oh, sorry. I'll be sending you guys my sound bite with the amazing things about Rashida. Okay. We look forward to it. The last tip. Immerse yourself in conversation. So stay focused and engaged by making eye contact. There is something very disarming about a woman who will look you in the eye, hold a handshake a little longer, touch your arm to underscore point she's making, or use your name midway through the conversation. Also men fall in love with their eyes so looking your best is a must but don't wear anything that you aren't comfortable in what do we think uh, i agree yeah. i agree with this I, there's a lot of science about um eye contact and um i think myself rashida and keisha we went to a thing where they told us they taught us how to make the eye contact like three seconds and look away and eye yeah. contact which, which was really cool and funny. Um, yeah, so I think this is okay. And I agree with, that, with not wearing anything you're not comfortable in. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. really great. I, well, the only thing I'll say is I genuinely believe that that statement where it says men fall in love with their eyes should have actually been the very first tip and that they should have <laughs> expanded on that before even all this other stuff. So that is the most realistic thing that they have said. The immerse yourself in conversation is something, yeah, that, that applies to everybody, not just finding a man, maybe apart from the arm touching and stuff. Flatty, flatty. <laughs> it's not in order of priority, by the way. It's just a, yeah, yeah. a random list. But yeah, I agree with you. I think men are visual creatures. So yeah, appeal to that. Okay, it's a very interesting list. All in the aid of finding Mr. Right. How would you knowing what we know and what we think, how would you respond to a friend asking for advice on how to find Mr. Right? Would you give her some tips or would you tell her to practice self-love or would you tell her something else? Rashida, what would you do? Um, first is I'll first tell her she needs to remove, I, well, not why, why I told myself to remove the concept of one Mr. Right somewhere be the best version of yourself. However, when you meet people, you have to think about the nice to have, the must have nice to have and deal breakers in potential partners so that you're able to very quickly filter out things that you cannot and will not accept. Right? So instead of, well, yeah, that's what I would say. Remove the idea of one person, like it must be one person. And you also have to think about what you want uh, and what you cannot accept. Nice. Crystal, what about you? Um, I would say I like that idea of uh, life is what happens when we're not looking. Uh, so um, I would take away the search for Mr. Right and just work on yourself and just enjoy life. And while you're enjoying life, you will meet the right person. I don't think, I, as we said in the beginning, all these 10 steps to meeting Mr. Right, 100 steps to meet, they don't work. 
sometimes it just happens when you're not looking or when you're not expecting it. So yeah, that's yeah. what I would say. Yeah. There was a woman that wrote a book, I forget the name, but in her book, she talked about being on dating sites for 10 years. It was finally when she got off the dating site that she met the man she married. Yeah. Um, Keisha, what about you? What do you think? Um, I, I, I think um, I, I'm genuinely disagreeing with everyone. You need to live your life for yourself. Everything else comes after. Life's too short. Yeah. So if, you, if your friend was asking for advice, that's what you would say. You wouldn't that, give her right. any tips. Tips on finding Mr. Right? No, definitely not. Because that gives her a goal that might, sorry, might not actually happen in the immediate future, which will, in essence, drive the poor girl crazy. I would say, live your best life now. Mr. Right will come when it's time for Mr. Right to come. And you'll find the right, Mr. Right, while you're living your best life, basically. Love it. Absolutely, absolutely. Wow. Perfect <laughs> timing. Rapid fire. Because we are now in the rapid fire time. Okay, ladies, I've got a sentence that I would like you to complete, right? You cannot use any of the words that we have discussed in the conversation today oh. to complete this sentence. And you have to complete it properly. So no cheating, ladies. I'm going to start with Keisha. Rather than search for Mr. Right, I'll be open to Mr. Dot, dot, dot. So I, I like, basically I need to find an adjective. But um, but I, I, I wanted to say one, but you said I can't say it. Can't. I'll read the question for you again, or the statement for you again. Rather <laughs> than I search do? for Mr. Right, I'll be open to Mr. Volvo. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Dependable Shoulders. <laughs> what did you say? Mr. Dependable Shoulders. You have to say the whole sentence. Do this thing properly now. Okay. Rather than searching for Mr. Right, I'll be open to Mr. Dependable. Mr. Dependable. Broad shoulders, please. <laughs> okay, fine. Um, Rashida, I'm coming to you. Rather okay. than search for Mr. Right, I'll be open to Mr. Cute and funny. Cute and funny. That's your Achilles heel, by the way. Yes, it is. And it's such a terrible thing. Because if the guy's a piece of shit, if he's cute and he's funny, I'm like, ha, 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 ha. And my brain just... <laughs> Takes, <laughs> takes a break. Okay, but the good thing is, I now know it. So when I meet a guy that's cute and funny, I have to accept to myself, yes, he's cute and funny. I put that in the box. Then I make myself see beyond cute and funny. Okay, so you you look for Mr. Beyond Cute and Funny, basically. <laughs> yes, boo. Yes, Thank okay. You. Crystal, rather than search for Mr. Right, I'll be open to Mr... Rather than search for Mr. Right, I'll be open to Mr. Kind and good sense of humor. Nice. And Mr. Bearded, please. And Mr. Bearded. And, and a nice beard. Yeah. And Mr. Bearded. Mr. Peck. <laughs> I can't believe I have to help you guys add the ad adjectives to it. You should know the kind of men you're looking for. Well, <laughs> you know, there might be a kind, nice guy without a beard. I'm not going to tell him to leave just because he can't grow a beard. I, 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 th I think you would. You would even speak to me. <laughs> like, oh, hi, Crystal. You're like, don't speak to me. Where's your facial hair? Go away. <laughs> no. 
No, it's not true. I do love a man with a beard, but it's not uh, a deal. Not the be all and the end. It's not a deal break. Okay, I'm glad this is recording because <laughs> if you come with any man without, I, I've never. Anyway, let's let's leave that. Let it be known on this lovely Saturday. She said she's open to men without beards. I am, but I, I, my preference is men with beards, but I am open. You know, you need to what be kind open. Of beard? Like... Like Santa Claus beard. <laughs> okay, like that's him. another episode. I think we're <laughs> moving you. far from the topic, Thanks, right? We're moving far <laughs> from the topic. Thank you so much, Ribby. And can I ask you, Ribby, rather than search for Mr. Right, I'll be open to Mr. I'll be open to Mr. Uh, right for me. Ooh, I like, I like it. it. I think she had the most time to think of it. That's why she came up with that. Right Don't be That's beeping. So good. I can give you all the same answers if you like. Okay, guys, we've come right to the end of our, of our podcast. But here's a quick thought before we sign off. When we can fill a checklist of the qualities we're looking for in an ideal partner, that sets us up to expect that somebody will eventually have all those qualities and be our Mr. Right. We then search tirelessly for that one who will be all things in all situations to us. What a weight and responsibility to put on someone else. That's also a lot of power we freely give away. Let's remember that relationships aren't supposed to be perfect and neither can a Mr. Right complete us if we aren't complete within ourselves. Go live your full single lives, ladies. And thank you for listening to our podcast today. We hope you've enjoyed it. And please don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcast. See you next time. Bye, Bye everyone. everyone. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Talking Single Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. To continue the conversation, be sure to follow us on Instagram with the handle at Talking Single Podcast. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter with the handle Talking Single. We are downloadable on Apple Podcast, Google Play, Spotify, and other podcast platforms. Don't forget to subscribe, leave us a great review, and of course, share with your family and friends. We'd also love to hear from you, so leave us your comments or questions, and do remember to tag us on any posts with the hashtag Talking Single Podcast. Take care. See you next time. Same place, same time. Progressive Motorcycle presents Road Wisdom from the Motor. Half man, half motorcycle. You grab life with both hands. And you grab your bike with both hands. Therefore, bike is life. Figuratively speaking. Progressive Motorcycle also presents Roadside Assistance. Progressive Motorcycle, for those who were born to ride. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates.